Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this breakdown of this week's NXT. We've got so much to talk about, so many things that you need to know about. We've got a returning superstar. We've also got a brand new match type that has been announced by Shawn Michaels, never seen in WWE before. So lots for, for us to get our teeth into. Let's start with an NXT Championship match, Brom Breaker defending the NXT Championship against Von Wagner. Now, both of these guys, I would say, are uh, bigger guys on the roster. Uh, Von hasn't had much momentum. I don't know that he came into this with much excitement around him. But this was a really good match. Uh, he actually started by throwing his manager, Robert Stone, at Bron Breaker. That gave him the advantage. And this was fast-paced. There was big power moves. There was a brilliant uh, standing delayed vertical suplex by Bron. Uh, and as I said, you know, lovely pace, lovely power moves, um, great action. Went for about 12 minutes or so. Uh, good open. Uh, Von thought he'd got the win. The referee only counted two. Uh, Von uh, had him in the corner, the referee, and he was like obviously having a go. That allowed Bron to get back to his feet, pull the straps down, and uh, get the finish. And so Bron Breaker retained. Bron Breaker retaining the NXT Championship uh, against Von Wagner. He would go backstage and bump into J.D. McDonough. This kind of felt like it was foreshadowing these two clashing down the road. But uh, JD's match didn't go the way I expected. So I'm not sure what to make of this segment now. But uh, they did uh, have a little confrontation backstage. Next, we had Zoe Stark's segment. She came out. She was explaining as to why she beat up Nikita Lyons. This was really good. She said that uh, all I got was endless apologies instead of endless results. And uh, basically, she was running out of patience at the fact that they weren't winning the NXT tag titles. She talks about how she went on this incredible run when she returned. She had a match against Mandy Rose. Then she got pulled into an office and told she was going to be the partner of Nikita Lyons. And uh, she kind of had to put all of her dreams of being a solo champion on hold whilst they went after the tag belts. And obviously, they didn't achieve that. And uh, again, you know, she said, all I was getting was endless apologies instead of endless results. I thought that this was pretty good. I didn't I didn't think she like knocked it out the park, but it certainly wasn't a bad promo or a bad segment. Um, I just think that her voice and the tone of her voice makes it uh, a little bit difficult for her with promos because it does her voice doesn't have much impact to it. Uh, her voice doesn't really kind of cut through. I sort of feel like if they were to slow this down and record it backstage, she could maybe get a bit more impact into her promo. Doing it live with so much to say uh, and trying to fit it all in and pacing around in front of a camera. I mean, she was constantly moving around. I don't know if that was nerves I mean, obviously, you know, people don't get that many opportunities to go out and cut solo promos. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure we've seen it from Zoe Starks before, but this was a big segment for her and her character. I felt like she did uh, a fairly good job. I felt like she actually had something to say. 
I do just think that her the tone of her voice just doesn't have the impact needed for her to have like a killer promo. She tried to really punch some words through at the end, um, but it did just come across as a little forced. I'm not down on it. I'm really not down on it. I, I can just understand why people weren't necessarily blown away by it as well. But um, yeah, I thought there was some good stuff here. I, I really like Zoe Starks. I think she's a, a great in-ring performer. And uh, it was good to see her getting a bit of promo time, to be honest. Then we went backstage and everyone knows my love for Thea Hale. We unfortunately didn't get much Thea Hale time. Uh, what we did get was we got Andre Chase asking Duke Hudson, why did you throw the towel in last week? He said, look, if you go down, this university goes down. If people say that I care too much about this university, then that I am guilty as charged. Like he was really trying to make out that he was doing it for the good of the university, for the good of Andre Chase. And uh, Andre Chase was buying it. Thea Hale was buying it as well. She said that she's she likes him. He's growing on her. So um, this was an all right fun little segment, but not enough Thea Hale for me. Then we went to Indashia. They absolutely destroyed these jobbers. They uh, could have beaten them a lot quicker. They toyed with them. And uh, Booker said they are sending a message to the tag division. Um, and they even spoke afterwards saying that uh, they're here to get respect. And they're going to take that respect. Uh, it was good to see Indashia back in action. We also then got JD's match against Apollo. This was really good. This got This Is Awesome chance as well. There were actually some really good matches on this show. I thought Bronze match at the start was really good. I thought Apollo against JD was really good. I thought the main event had its moments as well. Um, there were some really good matches. Um, this, as I said, really enjoyable. And uh, it was Apollo that actually picked up the victory. There were some signs in the crowd. People had Apollo sucks signs, which is kind of strange when you think that Apollo is the face. And uh, it seems like he's not getting over with everyone. Um, but there was a beautiful Spanish fly that JD did in this match. A lot of the times you see Spanish flies and they just, I don't know, they don't really look like they hurt people. They just look like they're both flipping in the air. This one actually looked pretty brutal. I thought it, it was really impactful. And uh, the crowd responded really well to it as well. So, yeah, um, some good action here with Apollo getting a big, big win. This was a big win for Apollo. And, uh, you know, we know that he's got his sights set on Bron. This, I think, is going to massively help him take a step in that direction. Then we got a segment which was a contract signing between Wesley and Carmelo. Uh, some nice lines here. I mean, Carmelo saying, look, your 15 minutes of sympathy and attention are over. Uh, Wes was making it very clear he's got no intentions of losing this championship. These two are going to clash next week. Booker T was good in this segment as well, making it very clear there would be no brawls. No one was going through the table. And uh, no one did, in all fairness. Booker T keeping order, which uh, I really like. I, I really like it. William Regal used to obviously try and keep order as well. And I think the superstars used to respect him. And it kind of felt like these stars respected Booker. And it was kind of cool to see that. I, I actually thought Booker wouldn't make the worst GM uh, after watching this segment. 
Next up, we got a little glimpse at uh, Donovan Dijak. Of course, this was T-Bar. He's coming uh, to NXT. And we saw that he was wearing glasses. Seems to have a little bit of facial hair as well. It's clearly being repackaged from the T-Bar character. And this could be interesting. He's talking about justice. He's talking about atonement. Um, he's a great performer, great wrestler. I'm interested to see what they do with him. So excited for that. Don't know when it's happening, but I'm excited for it. Then we went to Briggs and Jensen taking on Dyad of the Schism. Um, we saw Kiana James come down. She confronted Fallon Henley. Uh, she ended up getting knocked into um, one of uh, Briggs and Jensen. Uh, I never know which is which, to be honest, but uh, ended up getting knocked into one of them. It allowed the Dyad to get the victory. Fallon Henley was saying afterwards, like, you you shouldn't have focused on her. You should have been focused on the match. So uh, Kiana James has caused a lot of drama here. And uh, Dyad picking up the victory. Um, and uh, there you can see them getting the one, two, three with Ava Rain ringside. Uh, she, I don't think she got involved in this match, but uh, we have seen her getting involved in the past. Uh, then we went to the Shawn Michaels announcement. So this is the announcement of the new match type. So uh, this is what I've got written down. Two people start the match. Every five minutes, someone else enters. You then get up to five people in total. So it's a little bit weird. So basically, you've got two people starting. Then you've got basically three people that will enter after that. It does make me think, why not just start with all five? Like, we're not, this isn't the Rumble. There's not 30 people that we've got to try and fit into the ring. I can understand how the ring would struggle to hold 30 people at the same time. So I understand why we do that with the Royal Rumble. And also, it's very exciting who's coming out next. Do we need to do it when there's only five people in the match anyway? I, I, I don't really get that. And uh, they're going to enter every five minutes. I couldn't establish if the match started at the very start with the two or does the match start when all five are in? Because that means the person that comes in last has got next to no time to try and get pinfalls, try and get submissions. How it works is you've got 25 minutes and those 25 minutes, you've got to try and get as many uh, falls as possible. You can get falls by disqualifications, submissions, uh, pinfalls. You've got to try and get as many falls as possible. For every fall that you get, you get a point. And you've got 25 minutes to get as many as possible. If you um, are the victim, if you are the loser, if you are pinned, if you are submitted, if you are disqualified you go into a penalty box for 90 seconds. Uh, so uh, that I thought was interesting. There's like a, a penalty area that you go into. I can definitely see people going into the penalty box and brawling in the penalty box. I can see fights breaking out in the penalty box. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm really torn on this. I feel like with the rumble, that's exciting because you're going to have mysteries, you're going to have legends. And I think that really adds to the Rumble. You get returns and loads of different things. With this, I'm guessing you're going to know who the people are before they go into the match. So it's very much like Elimination Chamber. You know who the people are before they go in. There's only five people that are involved anyway. 
And I still don't quite get why we start with two and then another three come down every five minutes. I don't know when the match starts. Does it start when the two are in the ring or does it start when everyone's in the ring? If it only starts when everyone's in the ring, why are we why are we doing the two people begin and then people come down? Why don't we just have everybody start in the ring? I don't know. Uh, there's a couple of things about this that I'm not sold on. I'm not I'm not against it. I need to obviously see it first because it could work amazingly well. But my feelings on it at the moment are there's a couple of things I would definitely change. But there's a couple of things I really like. I, I kind of like the penalty box idea. I like, it's a bit like an Iron Man, get as many falls as you can, but it's like a multi-person Iron Man. And that's really interesting. I really like that. A, a multi-person Iron Man match where the loser of the fall has to lose 90 seconds and go into a penalty box. Like, I'm down for that. That's pretty good. I like that. I, I think it's just the people coming down every five minutes bit that I'm not sold on. I, like, that to me is... We don't need that. That that doesn't need to be there. So, um, yeah, there's bits of it that I like, bits of it that I don't like. It's called an Iron Survivor Challenge. Iron Survivor Challenge. Apparently news came out that this was going to be announced. Uh, there was word that this is what uh, Sean was going to be announcing. So some of it I like, some of it I'm not sold on. Uh, feel free to let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Uh, first one of that is going to be at Deadline, by the way. That's obviously the next big NXT show coming up soon. Then we got Indy beating, uh, I think this was Tatum Paxley. Her mask, Tatum broke her nose and she was wearing a protective mask. That mask came off um, and uh, that allowed basically Indy to uh, get the victory. Uh, we also heard from Scripps and I thought this was interesting because Scripps said, your cameras couldn't catch me. I got past your guards, guards with ease. Now everything that I'm now that I'm here, everything after this will only be a breeze. Now either that's a really rubbish rhyme, or they tried to get the word breeze in there. Because is this gonna turn out to be Tyler Breeze? I would be really happy if it was. I always really liked Tyler Breeze, and I think. This person's getting such a big build that the reveal has got to be someone we know. It's got to be someone we know. They can't be doing all this and then reveal it and it's just some unknown person. It's got to be either someone that's coming back or someone that's coming down from the main roster or someone that's been away injured that's returning. So Tyler Breeze is an option and is in the running, is you know, an option at the very least. I, I don't know. I, I just thought the breeze word was very interesting. So again, we'll have to see uh, where that leads. Then we got Roxanne Perez backstage with Indy Hartwell. She was saying, you know, great result. Well done for winning. But did you have to take her mask off? That was a bit far. And Indy was kind of showing a little bit of a heel side. She was like, look, she wouldn't be bothered if she broke my nose. Why should I be bothered if I break hers? And uh, it seems like Indy is just very focused on doing what is needed to be done and maybe is straying into some heel territories. And uh, she was saying she just needs to do whatever it takes to get into that Iron Survivor challenge. So uh, that is Indy's focus. Then we got to our main event, Mandy Rose taking on Albafire. For the championship, we know Toxic Attraction aren't around because over the past few weeks, uh, Albafire has been taking them out one by one. 
So Mandy was going to have to do this on her own. She seemed to be channeling her inner uh, Nikki Bella, which uh, is kind of fun. So, uh, yeah, she came down. This was a last woman standing match. They only had about 15 minutes or so. Really fun match, though. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was good. I just didn't think they had much time, but they had a good pace. They were using a lot of weapons. There was a lot of, like, hurling each other into barricades, trash cans being used, chairs being used. Um, but the way that it ends is a ladder is set up. You can see that Albafire climbs the ladder. She's about to hurl herself on top of Mandy and surely keep Mandy down for the 10 count. Feels like she's on the verge of winning the title, ending Mandy's historic title reign. And then out of nowhere, Isla Dawn arrives. Isla Dawn, who we last saw in NXT UK, uh, just appeared at the top of the ladder. And um, you can see that Alba Fire was stunned and uh, she ends up getting put through the table. That allows Mandy Rose to retain. So we got this new match type, this Iron Survivor Challenge that was announced by Shawn Michaels, um, which is interesting. As I said, there's parts of it I like, parts of it I think I would change, but I need to see the match first. There's going to be one for the guys, one for the girls. At, at Deadline, NXT um, Deadline. Then we got the return of Isla Dawn. That's a big moment. I actually thought she was going to be in Schism, but that turned out to be The Rock's daughter, uh, Ava Rain. Uh, so uh, this is how they've decided to use her. I don't know that she's in Toxic Attraction or if she's just here to attack Elba Fire. Uh, I believe these two had a bit of a feud in NXT UK, so... It could be that she's just here to attack rather than join Toxic Attraction. We never got an answer on that. Um, the screens did start flickering in the background. I feel like she was having an impact on that. I feel like she she was doing that somehow. So uh, they seem to be making her... I don't want to say giving her superpowers, but they seem to be giving her some sort of power influence we'll have to see how that plays out as well but yeah Isla Dawn was here there were some good matches I would say all in all this uh this week's NXT for me probably comes in at a pretty solid 7.5 775 something along those lines um yeah this was pretty good this was pretty good there was a few moments that you know I kind of wasn't that crazy about but all in all uh, I thought that this was a pretty solid episode of NXT and uh, had fun watching it. And hopefully you guys had fun uh, joining us on the watch along as uh, we were watching this live. So there we go. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Shout out to everyone that listens to these on Google Podcast and Stitcher and Spotify. We do put these breakdowns and reviews, um, things you need to know, uh, episodes up on uh, various podcast platforms and we will obviously continue to do that uh, as we head towards Smackdown on Friday so big shout out to everyone that has joined us thanks a lot for watching and listening I will see you again next time bye for now